0: there's a big difference energetically between spending money and investing money and i had to learn this the hard way right like i'd go to target and black out and 300 later i have no fucking clue what i just bought and i was just spending money on empty stuff that i thought was going to help me feel good that would give me a short-term gain like a dopamine hit and i'd have fluffy pillows and i'd feel good for 10 minutes but over the long term there was no return on that investment right so you have to really think about how do you want to co-create with your money
1: this amazing guest that also happens to be one of my best friends, um, one of my many, many past lifetime sisters. I think we've been sisters in like multiple lifetimes, um, at least, uh, and she is just such a magical human. And, you know, before we dive in, this woman literally portrays the word resilience, period. Resilience, resilience, resilience in the most potent and powerful way that I've ever known anyone else to be resilient. Like I I don't say that lightly. And so I am so excited for you to hear this amazing woman's story. Um, I know you are going to see yourself mirrored in so many things that she's gone through and continues to go through and knowing that if she can constantly come out on the other side, even more empowered, more in her queen, then you can do it as well. So Without further ado, welcome to the show, Miss Melissa Martin.
0: Mm, I'm like in this. I'm like, give me all the juice. I receive. I receive. Thank you for that. That's so beautiful. You're gonna bring me to tears, mm. and I receive it. I honor it. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Like, yes, you are my sister in so many ways.
1: Like, it's crazy, and I love you. And I'm so excited for this conversation. It's gonna be juicy. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, kind of give give a little bit of background. Um, your story uh, on how you've gotten to where you're at now and I don't always ask everyone that but your story is just so powerful. Um, so like just lay it out, maybe starting um, starting from your your rock bottom of, of making the shifts that you did over the past few years.
0: Oh, man. Resiliency comes in so many different forms. And I could start in several places. And I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible. But I'll say the first sort of level of resiliency, I think that I had to deal with, which a lot of people go through, is recognizing that you're whatever parent it is that you put on a pedestal falls off that pedestal and they're not actually the super demigod that you thought they were. And then you realize that you actually have power and you have presence. And I, I navigated through that, like very early teens with my relationship with my dad and things started to really shift. And that's where I started to notice toxic masculinity and toxic femininity in my life and that that was kind of one of the first like foundational resilient moments of like breaking away from this relationship that I had with my dad and what that looked like to be like fatherless i'm using air quotes because he was yeah. still in my life and navigating that as a young woman and i would say the second piece was navigating through the loss of my sister when mm-hmm. i turned 20 literally like days before I turned 21, she, uh, my older sister was six years older than me, who you remind me of so much. <laughs> like, this is a very, like, this is a soul contract situation here. And, um, she lost her battle with leukemia after about a year and a half. And again, like going through that experience and like navigating that. And then shortly thereafter, breaking off an engagement, Um, just resilient after resilient. And these these moments in life start building this muscle of like, okay, what's for me next? Like, how can I get up from this and how can I move forward? And like, what's what am I here to learn? And that experience, navigating through the loss of my sister, taught me so much about perspective of like dealing with bullshit and like I don't have space for this and what's important. And I think the loss of anybody will do that for you. But the way that she lived her life to till this day still anchors me back into perspective and truth and honoring my feminine and my, my lineage and all the things. But more recently in 2012, I found myself jobless. I found myself in over six figures of debt. I had worked very successfully in the financial service industry for over 15 years. I placed my identity on it. I was a top earner, number one on my sales team, like all the things our ego loves and found myself in a position where my company restructured and I was a part of that. So it had nothing to do with my performance. It was out of my control, but I felt like everything in my life was falling apart. My identity of who I was and my value and how I showed up in this world. And I tied so much of my self-worth to my net worth. And I was in negative net worth. I was in all this debt. I was contemplating filing for bankruptcy and felt myself at a quote unquote rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And I think it's in those moments where we have opportunities to recognize redirection, right? Like this power of redirection of like, okay, I thought that this was the path I was going to go on, but I'm being redirected somewhere else. And I tried so fucking hard to get a new job. And I kept getting no after no. And I'm like, I am literally the most hireable person. Like, how is this, what's happening? And I was in a place where I really didn't love my body. I had a lot of shame around my sexuality. And I thought that if I did a fitness competition, I would feel really good about myself. And I know that you can probably relate to this, Taylor, because we we share a similar mm-hmm. background in fitness. So I got introduced to the fitness industry. I got into introduced to the idea of supplementation and I got introduced to the power of network marketing. And that's where I got redirected, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't find love in being a pro fitness competitor and having abs. And I didn't find love in building a multi-building a multiple six-figure business and network marketing. I was still in the same place, unhappy, overweight, disconnected with my body, not living to my fullest potential in my relationships. And it wasn't until I looked around and said, well, fuck, I'm the common denominator that things really started to shift. And I started mm-hmm. to do the work and, um, that's where everything started to really change. I healed my relationship with money. I started to heal my relationship with my body. And for anybody that's listening, when you're going through the shit, like (laughs) it doesn't feel good. But when you get on the other side, it's so worth it. And through that process, which kind of brings me more present day, I was in a relationship with a man. We had gotten married and um, thought that we wanted this dream life together. But as I started to take ownership for my role in the things that were not operating well in my life i started to realize that our relationship was a part of that and our values weren't on alignment and so in 2019 two things happened one the network marketing company that i had been building for 7 years a over a million dollar earner i had well over 5000 people on my team restructured and i lost all my income in 60 days felt very similar to 2012 but because i had been through it i had perspective and i could say, okay, like mm-hmm. what's next. Right. So that happened. And then six months later, I ended my marriage and we transitioned out of that container. And so I found myself in a very similar situation of, um, feeling like I didn't know my identity. I didn't feel like I had anything to ground on- onto like my, my identity and network marketing was gone. My identity, my relationship with God was gone. And all I was left with was me and my soul mm-hmm. and a decision of what's What's the choice sister? Like, where are you going to go and where are you going to grow from here? And so I did what any sane single 40 year old woman would do. I sold all of my shit. I drove across the country. I moved to California with like $1,000 in my bank account and I started over and 2020 was the best fucking year ever. Like I, I I say that with a lot of love and and compassion for those that have had a challenging experience, but for me, it was the first time ever where I was completely and fully energetically in alignment with what I wanted and my gifts and my healing and fully single and fully celibate and just in love with my life and myself and fully expressed. And here we are, it's 2021 and the, I, I moved to Atlanta, so I'm all over the fucking place, but here we are today. I am in a bougie-ass high-rise apartment in downtown Atlanta. I'm a, obsessed with my views. I have this beautiful space and energy. I'm in love with my body. I've been tapping into my sexuality. I have these amazing women in my life. My business is thriving. And it's like, yes, this is why. I went through all that shit so yeah. I could have this. So that's yeah. the short story. That's the short version of resilience.
1: <laughs> uh, and now you know, the listener, why I had Melissa share her story because it is so incredible and so inspiring, and so we're gonna we're gonna unpack nuggets throughout that in that all of that. Yes, please. Um, and so let's start with you know, air quote rock bottom. Right, you get all of your income taken out from underneath you in sixty days. How did you begin to process that and shift from maybe if you ever fell into victim for a few minutes, a few hours, a few days? into more empowered? What did that journey look like?
0: Such a good question. And so important to anchor this in that grief shows up in so many different ways. So I've familiarized myself with grief, having gone through the experience with my sister Mm -hmm. and losing somebody so special and so close to you. I was introduced to this concept of the phases and stages of grief. And honestly, it wasn't until this happened to me in 2019 that I started to draw a connection to that experience of losing my sister, not the actual experience of her dying, but the emotional uh, roller coaster that you go through when you have an expectation that's not met. That I started to feel those parallels. And so I'll never forget getting the phone call and hearing the news. And I just, I literally feel like in the time span of an hour, I felt every emotion, Mm -hmm. like I was angry. I was numb. I was in disbelief. I was shocked. I was crying. I was bargaining. I was trying to think about what's next. I'm a linear, like get into my masculine, like, okay, let's figure shit out. I'm a problem solver. You know that, like, I love Mm -hmm. to solve puzzles, problems. (laughs) I'm a solution person. So my brain was like, okay, like, how do we like immediately like fuck money? Like, how do I figure this out? Like, are we going to be okay? So like, I feel like The first thing I had to do in that moment was step outside of myself and just witness the experience and allow it to happen. Like give myself, I gave myself a full like 48 hours to not make any decisions and really sit in the emotions and validate them. And then I remembered learning about these stages of grief and it gave me an opportunity to normalize my experience Mm -hmm. and nurture myself through those phases and ask for what I needed. Part of it, obviously, I had been doing my work, noticing the fear around money. That was mm-hmm. a big one that came up for me. And this didn't go away. This has been a year-long process of healing my relationship with money and panic, um, fear and scarcity around money and how I co-create with that. So I really had to sit in that for a little bit, but I ultimately had to come back to a decision time and time and time again, like this, it's like, you, you feel like you're on a fucking hamster wheel because you're like, wait, we were here already. Like, no, we have to remind myself of the decision that my higher self is choosing. Mm -hmm. So I'll share this real quick. I believe that we have three versions of ourself. We have our past self, our current self and our future self. And our past self is, is like the predictable stuff. Like we've been there, we've done that. There's a track record, it's all the mistakes we've made, it's all the success we've had, and it creates safety and predictability, Mm -hmm. which our current self loves. So when it comes to making decisions or reacting to things, nine times out of 10, we're reacting based on our past experiences. Mm -hmm. However, if we want to experience real change in our life, and we want to feel real empowerment, we have to think from the perspective of what would our future self do? And how would she show up? And how does she build business and make decisions? And so it's a for me in that moment and the moments that, pers- that came after that, it was a constant reminder of where am I growing versus where have I been mm-hmm. and coming back to making decisions from what my higher self and my future self would want versus what the past version of me and my current ego wants because they're scared because the future is unknown. So that looks like not scrolling indeed.com at 2 AM eating ice cream, looking for jobs. It means going to sleep and doing self-care and then working on your business and saying, no, like I'm not going back to the corporate world. I'm not going to fall into the energy of scarcity around money. I'm going to alchemize my gifts and serve even bigger and trust that the universe will deliver abundance to me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so as you're processing this and realizing this repeating story of money Someone listening who's like, yep, I'm sitting in that right now. I maybe lost my job in 2020 and are at a place of that gratitude. They grieved it, right? If they're listening to this show, they they end up finding the silver lining, but they're still now in the fear of how will I make money though, but how will I attract abundance fill in the blank? So what are some steps you can give them um, that they can begin applying right now and into this year? to really get in that space of healing the relationship with money?
0: Mm. So awareness is definitely the first step Mm. for me and for anything that we do, anything that you want to shift, no matter what relationship it is. For me, when I was going through my money struggles and still do to this day, it's awareness of where my thoughts go when money is part of the equation. So, you know, I used to have visceral experiences in my body when an opportunity would come forward. So it could be a girlfriend asking me to go away on a trip, or I would see a digital marketer present a course to me, or, you know, I'd hear about a one-to-one coaching container and I would have an experience in my body. It was like a hell yes. It was an exciting, exciting feeling. And then immediately my thoughts would come in and say, well, how much is it? You probably can't afford it. You don't have any money. That's irresponsible and all the mind drama. So the first step to, really co-creating and receiving more is knowing what operating system you're running on, because it doesn't matter how much you sit in manifestation and ask for it to come. If the belief is I'm not worth it, I'm not worthy. I can't afford it. I'm going to run out of money. I don't love money. I hate money. It's icky. It's scary. Whatever that operating system is, is what you will continue to take action from. So no matter where you are, you have to come back to the operating system and heal that first and start to pay attention to those beliefs. The second step for me is looking for the proof that the thing that I want exists, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in a place right now where every time everywhere you look you see people that are unemployed, that are in debt, if you're if you're constantly seeing examples of how little money you have or you don't have money or whatever whatever the story is, whatever story you agree to, whatever story you believe, or you subscribe to, you will immediately look for the proof that that thing exists. Mm. So if the belief is I'm broke and I'm in debt, you're going to continue to see examples of that everywhere. So one, identify the belief to what is the new belief that you want. I'm wealthy. Mm-hmm. I'm abundant. Money flows to me. I'm a magnet. I'm worthy. Then start mm-hmm. to look for proof that the thing that you want exists. So that might be looking at your lifestyle, Taylor, and saying, listen, if she can do it, I can do it. Like it's right. possible. It is possible that I can live that life. Um, it is possible that money flows to me and where can I start to see the proof and the examples of it? The third is just being open to receive and being in the energy of receiving is so fucking powerful. And I don't just mean money. So how you receive the small things is how you receive everything, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get out of your car and you're walking into target and you see a penny on the ground, do you pick it up with an energy of gratitude and appreciation? So what that it's a penny, are you... Minimizing gratitude are you minimizing abundance, right? So picking up that penny and saying thank you and being in the energy of receiving that, and then noticing a dime, and then a quarter, and then maybe a dollar, and then twenty dollars, then you get an unexpected check in the mail, and it's like you start to see and manifest the thing that you want, and you start to normalize that feeling of receiving in your body. Another Mm -hmm. Another thing that I love to do is receive compliments, like the way that you just poured so much fucking love onto me. That's a form of abundance Mm -hmm. and being in that frequency of abundance. So being open to receive abundance in all forms. So when someone gives you a compliment, instead of like trying to block it and say, oh, this old shirt, like it has holes in it, or I'm sweating my armpits, like say, thank you. I receive that and really receive it. And then the, yeah, the fourth step is being in the vibration of abundance, which is hard. I get it. Like when you're strapped for cash and you're like nervous about paying your bills, there are still forms of abundance that you can leverage. So do you have an abundance of friends in your life? Do you have abundance of food in your refrigerator? Do you have a car that works? Do you have internet? Do you have Wi-Fi or a laptop, a cell phone? Do you have a dollar? If you have a dollar, you have money, right? It's just the meaning that you subscribe to it. So those would be, those were the things for me that when I started to heal my relationship with money and I lost all my income in 2019 and I was literally like tallying up, okay, I have seven different credit cards, right? I have $50 available on this one. I have 150 on that one. I have 200 over here. I have 75, like I have all this abundance available to me. How can I co-create with it? How can I use it? And I guess the last thing I would share is getting in alignment with how you co-create with your money, right? We all have decisions on how we can use our money. Like if I have $300 available to me, I can use it to pay my cell phone bill or I can use it to pay for dinner. Which one of those two things is going to yield me the best return on my investment? Well, my fucking cell phone bill because that's how I run my business, right? So that's an investment in my business. And maybe a friend will offer to buy me dinner and I will say, thank you universe, I receive. So that that's really, I think when you're in the thick of it, that's how
1: I would shift out of it. Mm, so powerful. And so for the woman that's hearing this and is like, okay, I'm ready to make this shift. Um, I'm ready to make big changes. You are a mirror for that with what you've recently done by moving to Atlanta, having your own beautiful high-rise apartment overlooking the city. How did you make that decision? And what did you get to unpack while you made that decision? <laughs>
0: oh, man oh there was so much i had to unpack it was so juicy i think you and i had several conversations yeah. about this i was crying Oh, taylor helping um how did i make this decision well one i got honest with myself and i checked in with my body and i make decisions from a place of not does it make sense because even though my linear capricorn like analytical brain wants to be like oh, well, does it make sense is it realistic like realistic is the dirtiest word in the human vocabulary next to humble like humble and realistic should go away. Um, but I I sit in with my body and I ask myself, like, what like just guide me? Like, what is the right decision? And it was, you know, I was living in California at the time and it was, no, this is not in alignment with you anywhere. Okay. What would feel exciting? And I created a list of places that would feel good for me and what budget would feel good. And I had a budget and all the things, right? So I go to Scottsdale, because that was the place that was on my list and I start looking at apartments. And I Fall into this like despair of depression and anxiety. I'm crying because the places that I was looking at that were in my budget at the time did not match my frequency. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel good. This wasn't what I wanted. I felt like I was, um, sacrificing. I felt like I was diminishing myself and I was operating from a place of fear because I was so afraid to increase my budget and stretch my container. And I was like afraid of what if I run out of money? What if I can't pay my bills? All the same Mm. bullshit stories came creeping in. And this is what it looks like when you're growing to the next level. Like it doesn't feel good and expansive and fun and juicy and exciting. It feels scary and nerve wracking and irresponsible and you get anxiety. And I had like a meltdown and thank God I have amazing women in my life and a coach. And I called my coach and she said to me, Melissa, what would it feel like for, you know, $3,000 a month to be like a no brainer and so easy? I was like, well, it would feel like this and feel like this. And she was like, okay, well, what beliefs would you need to have about yourself and the work that you do in the world? So it's the same thing. I was looking for proof that this budget that I had set for myself was too big and it was too much and there was no way I could afford it. And it was irresponsible. And so as a result, I was having this like inner conflict between my higher self that was like, no, go bigger and my lower self. But it was like, that doesn't seem safe. Mm -hmm. That doesn't feel safe. And so it's triggering all my core wounds around safety. And when I finally anchored into what felt right and what felt good. And I moved past the fear. I started to get excited and I started to feel my body open up and more opportunities came forward and I signed some new clients and more money and abundance came in. And so I ended up moving. I ended up choosing Atlanta because when I got here, I could feel it in my body and I got into the energy of these beautiful spaces. And when I walked into this apartment, I started crying. I could feel it, I got butterflies and I actually, this is what's so fucking crazy. Like, of course, yeah. while I was looking at the apartment, which was like maybe a hundred dollars over my budget, all of the rates for the two bedrooms dropped. While I was looking at my place. And I was like, of course, the universe delivers. Thank you. Um, And I had to navigate through some challenging stuff because I didn't get approved at first. And of course, all my stories around worthiness and money, but came up, but no, I was like, no, this is my fucking apartment and I deserve this and I can afford it. And, you know, this is meant for me. So I just renegotiated with the, um, leasing company and I got approved, no problem. And I actually got two months free rent and all these different concessions. And I was like abundance. Yes. Thank you universe. Like it gets to be easy, right? As you always say, but it doesn't always feel good.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it. It gets to be easy, but it doesn't always feel good because I think when Love that you said that, Melissa, because I think people think when you hear the term, it gets to be easy, right? Which is my life motto, that it's always like it feels like rainbows and unicorns. No, it gets to be easy. And there's opportunities for reflection, opportunities to ask, how can I make this happen and also have it be easy? Mm -hmm. Um, And so as you made this transition into this, you know, new apartment, I want to highlight the fact that you caught yourself and, and when you would think, oh, the unworthiness, the, well, I went out of money and you didn't stay in that. So many people, and I know a lot of listeners are thinking, oh, that's me, right? Of like, you know, oh shit, yeah, I stay in that a little longer than I should mm-hmm. or that I deserve to or that I really need to. And, you know, I feel that it becomes kind of a, a little bit of a spiritual bypassing when we choose to stay in that because the resilient person that you are, like, wait a minute honor I honor these feelings that are coming up I see why they're coming up but now I get to choose differently and you consciously made a choice right to lean into this expansive container asking who do you get to be to have this container happen for you versus I'm not her that's not me I can't afford that can't okay bye I'll just settle you didn't settle and you guys you heard her story and how she got got here so like if she can consistently stay resilient and create more abundance and this woman does, like she is a magnet for all the things. And I definitely recommend, I definitely highlight that to your ability to receive um, all from compliments to everything. So I love that you said that Melissa, because that's definitely something I want, you know, you the listener to take away is the first step in order to receive is to well receive how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. And so now that you're in the space and you've, you've moved those money stories, you're now in this home. What's this next level that you're stepping into and what are the the challenges that it's bringing?
0: Mm. Oh, it's all the same stuff. (laughs) new level new devil right i want to mm. i want to i want to talk real quickly about something that that you touched on is you know when you're going through this stuff mm. right and you're faced with these experiences of fear or going to the next level of what if i fail something that's kind of helped to anchor me in is asking myself well what's the worst case scenario like what's mm-hmm. the worst thing that could really happen right because oftentimes i think we think it's way worse than it actually is it's kind of like you know same thing with money like we think that it's actually a lot worse than it is and so a lot of people won't even look at their money i know i was this way for a long time i'm like i don't want to see it i don't want to know because ignorance is bliss but oftentimes ignorance leads to anxiety because we don't know what we don't know so even in this experience okay so let's say you you know i move into this high rise let's say i can't pay my rent like then what happens okay well if i can't pay my rent who can I call? Like, could I, could I launch something? Could I have a conversation with a friend? Could I negotiate with my landlord? Is there a, you know, a program out there that I could, so like, so this is resilience is also about being resourceful and relying on yourself. And so, okay, let's just say none of those things happen. I could move back in with my mom, right? I could move back in with my best friend who I was living with in California and I could do this and I could do that. And then that would be the worst case scenario. And oftentimes we're already living in the worst case scenario when you really start to like plan plot that out of like okay i'm in this space right now and if all of this doesn't work out like where will i end up nine times out of ten you're already in the fucking worst case scenario so take Mm -hmm. the scary action and know that like if it doesn't work out i'm gonna be okay i'm not gonna be homeless I'm not going to die. God willing, like I'm going to be okay. I have people that support me and love me and I can phone a friend. Right. So even in this space right now, as I'm going to the next level, like what it looks like for me is constantly reminding myself, what would the version of me that I'm growing into do? Like when I think of my future self, right? Okay. We'll just think of this in terms of money. Cause we're talking about money. She earns $300,000 a month. Like she's a fucking boss. Right how, if I, if I were to receive $300,000 a month right now in this month, how would I co-create with that? Would I have the foundation, the systems, the relationship in place to actually receive it? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, which it's a no right now, I'm just gonna be honest, then that's my work. Then what do I need to do? What actions do I need to take? Who do I need to become? How do I need to show up? What responsibilities do I need to take? What people do I need to surround my life with in order to receive that? Because that's where I'm growing to right so so i think whenever you are evolving into that next version it's really getting clear on okay if that if the thing that i wanted were to show up today if my king were to show up today if my dream clients were to show up my business the house that i want the all the things right now would i be able to receive it and if the answer is no there's your roadmap right? Don't do it based on all the bullshit stories from the past. Focus on where you're growing and take action from that place. So that's kind of what it looks like to evolve into the next version of yourself. And honestly, like you, it's, there's such small little steps that you don't even realize that it's happening.
1: No and and one of them that you're so good at and you work you've consistently be good at the, and been good at this um, is investing in yourself. And so I hear so many people um, that are in that that still that negative money story, the money cycle, the lack money cycle. well, I don't have money. so why in the world would I invest in a business coach or a spiritual coach or fill in the blank if I don't have money? And so you've got so many beautiful perspectives on this. I would love to hear mm. how people can move through that and see the benefit of that.
0: Mm. Well, first, I just want to acknowledge that um it's a bullshit story that you don't have money because you do have mm-hmm. money, right? It's just how you're choosing to use it. So getting first is just getting out of the mindset of I don't have it, because you do, and getting into the mindset of I'm choosing not to use it in this way. And when you do that, it's kind of like, oh, well am I choosing this? Like, it's not always a comfortable, like conversational. I am, I am choosing to stay exactly where I am. And if you're in a place where you feel like, where you feel like you don't have money, that is exactly why you want to invest. And I want to anchor the word invest because there's a big difference energetically between spending money and investing money. And I had to learn this the hard way, right? Like I'd go to Target and black out and $300 later, I have no fucking clue what I just bought. And I was just spending money on empty stuff that I thought was going to help me feel good that would give me a short-term gain, like a dopamine hit. And I'd have fluffy pillows and I'd feel good for 10 minutes. But over the long-term, there was no return on that investment, right? So you have to really think about how do you want to co-create with your money and what the return on that investment might be. And so when I think about investing, I think of many different returns on investment. The first obviously is financial. So if I invest in this coach, let's say I invest $15,000 in a coach, what is my plan to get a return on that investment? Like Mm -hmm. how can I use, how can I show up? How can I take advantage of this coaching to actually become a higher version of me, have more strategies and systems to make $30,000 in my business, right? So I've made a, a massive return on my investment. So that's one way that you can experience a return on your investment that will directly impact your money. The second way that you can experience a return on your investment is through learning a specific skill. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're buying a course that's going to teach you how to use social media, for example, um, you might not see an immediate return on your financial investment right away. But you're learning a skill set that that can then teach you how to monetize your platform, which over the long term will help you make more money, which you'll get a financial return on your investment. Right. Mm -hmm. A third and really, really powerful way that you can get a return on your investment is your community. Mm -hmm. And so joining a mastermind like I Mm -hmm. invested I invested in a mastermind where you and I met that cost more than what I made my first year in the corporate world. (laughs) It was a big investment, but the relationship return on that investment has yielded me so much in my life that I can't even put a price tag on what you mean to me and all the other amazing women that we're friends with and how that's impacted my ability to show up, my ability to receive and make more Money, Right. So mm-hmm. you have to really sit and think about when you are investing in a course or you're buying a program, what are all of the potential returns on that investment that you can receive? Is it mm-hmm. financial? Are you going to learn a skill set? Are you going to have better communication skills? Are you going to get access to new people? Are you going to gain um, better boundaries in your life. Is your marriage going to improve? And, you know, are you going to clear trauma? Like, God, I can't even tell you what clearing trauma does for your ability to make money. Right. All of those things have a direct impact on how you show up in the world, how you create and how you earn. So it's really important when you think about co-creation with money, because that's what it is, what that return on the investment will yield you.
1: Mm, I love that. It's looking at that, that long-term gain versus, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of money now like, well, will I make this back? I hear that too. Of like, well, if I invest this, will I make it back within 30 days? I'm like, that's not up to me to decide. That's up to you to show up in a way that is that person that does attract money in 30 days. And so I love you know, that you highlight that power of making sure you're surrounding the power of surrounding yourself with people who force you to level up. Um, and that's why joining masterminds programs, all of that really aren't cliche. Like it's like for real, for real, like it's, you know, you, you, you pay to be able to play at that next level. Um, and that's something that will never go away And the ROI, just the relationships, everything is worth that opportunity of saying, okay, I want to invest in this thing. I'm terrified. Will I make it back to shifting to, wait a minute, all the things and the relationships and the opportunities and the lessons I'll get in this. Or quadruple what that actual investment is. I don't care if it's a ten dollar investment or a thirty thousand. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like so so many good nuggets in there, Melissa. And so in this new space now you're here, right? You're you're stepping up into new levels. You're really surrounding yourself and raising your vibrations. Um, I know what you're also working on is really stepping into your queendom. Um, and you had you had sprinkled it in there, you were celibate for quite some time. And so as you're in the state of receiving and living in abundance, how has this new chapter of now dating and stepping in your queendom affected this new level?
0: Oh my God. So I'm going to share a story with you because you're going to appreciate this, right? So ladies, I'm going to get raw and real with you. And we're gonna talk about some sexy stuff. Okay. Let me just quickly give some um like foundational understanding of masculine and feminine energy and we touched we touched on this a little bit but the masculine energy doesn't necessarily refer to male and the feminine energy doesn't necessarily re- refer to female, but if we're talking in the terms of men and women, male and female, the women are anatomically designed to receive. Like our bodies are just des- designed to receive a man inside of us. We're designed to receive life. Like that's how we grow, right? And men are anatomically designed to give, right? And so, like, they, you know, give us the big D, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right.
1: <laughs> they give us their penis. They give us their,
0: yeah. They give us all their nubbin. the beauty. Um, so, okay. So anyway, so when, so being, being in your feminine energy, being open to receive and being tapped into your sexual energy is like the ultimate expression of receive and the ultimate expression mm-hmm. of abundance. And when a woman is truly tapped into her sexuality and she's tapped into her feminine and she's open to receive, money, love, sex, uh, um, attention, community, it flows so much easier. And so for me, some of the work that I've been doing this past year is tapping back into my feminine, being open to receive, healing my body, healing my relationship with myself and my sexuality. And I do believe that the more w- we can tap into that energy and that frequency of pleasure and play and sexual energy, because sexual energy is life force energy, yeah. the more abundance flows to us, the more like, cause money is just energy. Right. So that's something that I've really been playing with. And Um, you know, I think I've been, you know, I've been celibate for a whole year because I really wanted to explore that container of love, loving myself and, and pleasuring myself and bringing my own sexual energy back online without the influence of somebody else so that there's room for my toxic feminine to heal and my healthy feminine to come forward and to come into partnership and union from a healthy place, not a manipulative controlling place. Cause I've had a lot of work that I've had to do around healing my sexuality and from different things that happened in the past and what have you. So, so anyway, so the, so that's been really fun to explore what I like, what I don't like, um, in the container of, of myself. But I knew that in order for me to move into this, n- this next level of healing, I would need masculine energy to come come in. And so I have started dating again. I've been on apps. I've been on a couple of dates here and there. There's been a couple of interesting experiences that I've had, but more importantly, I've been noticing and awakening to my energy and like what is coming forward for me, what triggers I can heal. It's been very, very beautiful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, so the other day I, um, I had some alone time, I had some sexy time with myself. Right. And, and it's been fun. And like, really, I just want to say to the women out there that maybe this feels a little bit triggering or uncomfortable because that was me. Like, I, I mean, you, you know, Taylor and I've had several conversations where I'm like, Ooh, you, you, did, you did what? Okay. Um, you know, our girlfriends, we have really great conversations around sex and I'm noticing even like how that triggers me. But anyway, my point is that you get to create the space in the container that you wish existed. So date yourself like if you don't know for yourself if you can't create the spa and the romance and the candles and the music and the lighting and the sensuality for yourself you won't be able to know how to create that for someone else so that's what I'm in so anyway I had some sexy time I I created this like beautiful environment for myself had the best orgasm ever and 10 minutes later, I opened up my phone and someone had enrolled into my program and I made $3,333. And I was like, yes, universe, I receive." Should I have another orgasm?
1: Like, (laughs) Ring it again. Oh, I fucking love that because that's literally how it works. It's the moment we drop out of our heads and physically into our bodies. And we tell the universe, I am here to receive pleasure in all the ways, whether that's yourself, supporting a client money. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all in the same frequency. That's literally what happens. And I'm just yes. like, yeah, yes, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, So it was really beautiful too. So again, mm-hmm. TMI, I don't know. I mean, I, we can talk about this but stuff, Yeah. but yeah, like yeah. we were, um, you and I, we were all in Sedona and we went into a crystal shop and I found this really beautiful, like rose quartz crystal wand. So for all the ladies out there that are like super woo woo, yes, they make Crystal wands mm. that are basically like pleasure tools. And it's a y- the, yoni wand. A uh, yoni wand, right? And it's such a beautiful, um, rose quartz is such a beautiful, yeah. like vibrational energy. So yeah, that's been really helpful for me to heal mm. the relationship that I have with my womb and my sensuality, mm. my sexuality. So now it's just mm. like kind of playing with that and and um really like, again, taking that action from the future version of me, who's with her partner, who is walking side by side with her that can hold space for me. And that I don't feel like I'm competing with, I mean, your husband and I just had an amazing conversation about this for my podcast about masculine, healthy masculine, and just really being able to like sit and witness when I'm not coming from that queen energy. And it's Mm -hmm. a constant reminder of coming back to the new mantra of like, no, that's old behaviors. We don't do that anymore. Like what would the queen version of me do what would that healthy you know um sovereign yeah. divinity and I think, and, and I'm not, I'm not um, shaming women in from a sexual place. Like every woman has her choice in how she uses her body. But for me, I think in this phase of my life, I've become a lot more discerning about who I give the keys to the castle away mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's less about, like, I'm noticing when there's that sexual charge, mm-hmm. and what the uh, what the intention is behind it, and then just giving myself an opportunity to pause and say. Do you actually have you actually earned the right to come into my kingdom? So being a lot more discerning about sacred union and energy exchange. I mean, literally, let's talk about men. Like you know, they they come inside you. Like their energies in you. So how are you going to clear that? And I didn't know how to do that for a long time. So yeah, that's kind of that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at.
1: All the it's, things. It's a theme. I mean, from your business to your relationships to your home to not dating. A theme of truly. Um, you know, already said receiving, but truly making sure that it's, it's all matching your future self as, as I'm hearing you say this, every decision you're making is, is this aligning with who I'm becoming period does, is this romantic relationship aligning with who I'm becoming is this investment in myself, my business aligned with who I'm becoming. And that's what allows you to be the magnet that you are and the ability to receive a client, you know, after having an amazing orgasm, right? Like that's this next level. And so anyone listening, that's going through maybe an ego death or they're shifting um, into a new level of themselves. You get to decide, you get to decide at every moment, What's this new level that I'm going into and, and how am I showing up in it? Am I bringing old patterns, old money wounds, old relationship wounds, um, daddy wounds, whatever, fill in the blank, right? That's dictating what you're attracting and not attracting. Um, so just love that, Melissa, just seeing you stepping into that. And you're inspiring so many women to do the same um, and to you know live boldly and to really create their aligned life um i just i love it it's it's so juicy oh mm. uh, so hearing you know all that you've got you're you're doing to share your light what do you have going on right now how are you supporting women um in this journey
0: oh thank you so much and i receive that fully i really do and I, and i thank you because i um you know, it means a lot coming from you and you're someone that I respect so much. So thank you for Mm -hmm. that. And how am I supporting women? Well, it is my mission truly to give women the opportunity to just radiate from a truly authentic place and lead in their life and business from a truly authoritative place and attract abundance with ease. And I do that through a few different containers. I, I attract a lot of network marketers in my life because that's what I did, but Um, the, the spaces and the containers that I've created are really for anybody, any woman looking to, you know, just show up more fully in her life and her business. And I've created this container called the Ignite Academy and it's, really everything that we talked about. It's this foundation of really anchoring into that future version of who you are and how to tap into the frequency of abundance and really like heal the money stories because we don't realize that our relationship with money drives so much of our relationship with our business and our clients and our partners. And I really believe that when we can clear that space and create a foundation of abundance, like everything starts to flow. So the Ignite Academy is a container and a space for women to really explore their relationship with money and heal it, and then really learn about the power of unique branding in their business and how they get to just show up 100% authentic as themselves. And I really believe that when you are 100% you, like Taylor, you're such a great example of this. Again, like when you are aligned Mm -hmm. with your ability to create abundance and you're 100% you, you start to show up. Up in a space that feels more authentic you start to, to show up in a way that people lean into your message as opposed to lean out and with so much noise on social media right now like it is important for women to shine their light because how can i find you mm-hmm. if i can't find you right and then lastly the last pillar is really this authority piece of that like you've been through some shit and that makes you an expert at something yeah. right and like people want the solutions that you can provide so That is why I created Ignite Academy. It's like one of my most favorite containers for women. It is a self-study six week course. You get text message support from me and um, you get lifetime access to it. So there's journal prompts in there, there's high frequency music and meditation um, and you can binge it all in one day, it's two and a half hours or you can break it up over, over six weeks, so that is one way that I serve. And then of course my podcast, it's called boldly courageous, which you've been on. And, um, I love having like these kinds of conversations. I just had your amazing, incredible hunky husband on who I love so much. And we talked about all things, masculinity and femininity. It's such a great, great episode. So that's boldly courageous on, on iTunes.
1: Yes. And how can people reach out to you about ignite Academy?
0: Hmm, yeah, so if you want to slide in my DMs, girl, hit me up. I'm at The Melissa Martin on Instagram. I love hanging out there. You can always slide in my DMs, but if you want to just skip that and you're like this is fucking for me, I'm ready, yeah. you can go to themelissamartin.com/ignite. And if you use the code ignite at checkout, you'll get $200 off your enrollment Hmm. as a, as a thank you and fucking abundance. There you go.
1: I I know receive. Oh my goodness. Any final words for the the woman listening that is in the shit right now, and they are really needing your final words of encouragement to shift out of it. Hmm.
0: If you are in it right now, I just want you to know that it is for you. There is something here for you. It is happening for you. It is preparing you for something bigger. And I know that it doesn't feel that way. I know that it feels like what the fuck and why, and I don't understand this, but my invitation to you would be to sit with it and really have that conversation with your higher self and and trust that she knows the way, like she knows the way. Everything you need is within you. And that doesn't mean... That the answers that come through are ones that you will particularly like. Mm -hmm. They don't always feel good. The truth doesn't always feel good. But if you can honor that truth, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it doesn't seem quote unquote realistic or safe or comfortable, if you honor that and just start taking one step towards that every single day, girlfriend, like fucking magic is going to happen. You will look back. A year from now, six months from now, three months from now, and be so proud of yourself, blown away. And I just want to add that the relationship that you will create with yourself will be one of true consent and honesty and integrity. And that is something that you can be
1: proud of. Mm, Mike, drop ladies, gentlemen, go send Melissa a message on Instagram, the Melissa Martin, let her know what your biggest takeaway was, what golden nugget you received from her. Um, and just anchor that in with a celebration of her. And thank you, Melissa, for being such a great example of resourcefulness, of resilience, um, and, and staying on your path, um, in order to really make the impact in women's lives. So thank you for all of your light and sharing that time with us today sister
0: thank you I will mirror all that back to you Taylor and thank you for always holding so much space for me when I'm spiraling and I need your help Taylor I'm fucking crazy Ah, I I love love you I love you so much thank
1: you like likewise we're definitely those friends that we'll call each other and you know just all the unpacking so find yourself a Melissa in your life (laughs) and a a Taylor yeah Oh, and and thank you for hanging out with us today. As always, choose happiness because, well, why the fuck not? Thank you so
0: much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of.